welcome to the very first podcast of Urban Siren. This is super exciting. I'm really grateful that you're here, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about what this podcast will be featuring, at least the way I envision it. Um, but who knows? Maybe it'll change. We'll see. But I was really inspired to record a podcast um, after listening to some incredible um, people share their stories um, through their podcasts. And I will put those in the liner notes just to share the love and um, give homage to folks who have inspired me to get on and record. Um, my background is that I have a little bit of experience hosting a podcast of sorts. Um, I used to be an online radio host for a couple of years, um, and I focused on uh, yoga and the wellness industry. And uh, you could say that I traveled around um, a lot Um going to different yoga festivals and interviewing uh, people on our radio show who were um, doing great stuff in the field of yoga. And as my focus sort of shifted in recent years to reading the, the tarot, I found that one of my favorite things to do was share what I understood of the tarot, which is minuscule um, because the tarot is vast and um, very in-depth. And I think it's a lifelong study, quite frankly. Um, but as I started to read uh, cards for myself and learn from some incredible people online and also in person how to read the tarot, I realized that this was an amazing tool for self-discovery and for tapping into your intuition. And so I really wanted to share that with people. And, you know, the tarot is read differently by everybody. Everybody reads the tarot a little bit differently, and which is because we're all looking at the tarot through our own lens, our own personal lens of experience and knowledge uh, and wisdom, I would say, as well. And so what I found to be useful was to listen to what other people were saying about how they interpreted the tarot, not just um, not just through books, um, but also listening to how people read the cards, the interpretations of their cards. And there are some really interesting ways of reading the tarot as opposed to, I think, probably what it was many, many moons ago, um, which was a very um, select group of people who um, offered this um offered this service. Now it's becoming so accessible because I believe there's a shift in consciousness. I believe that people are now stepping away from the idea that they can only go through someone else to access their intuition, um, which I'm getting a little bit nerdy now, but I'll, I'll refer to the Hierophant in the tarot, which is that meaning of that card in the tarot, which is traditionally the Pope, um, is an idea that we are taking back our access to divinity. We are kind of cutting out the middleman, so to speak, and we are being able to now go directly to source um, in the teachings of the Bible, uh, 
Jesus Christ was an example of someone who said, hey, you know, you don't really need a middleman. Um, you are God. I am God. Christ consciousness uh, was a very revolutionary idea and um, obviously made a lot of people uncomfortable. And so when I think of the tarot now, I think of it as a way to step into our power. So um, that said, as I started to learn how to read the tarot, because I had many, many questions. Now I started, so I started looking into the tarot for, for answers, for guidance. I started reading tarot cards, I would say about five years ago. And um, I will credit the Instagram community for helping me um, understand how to read the tarot. And again, in the liner notes, I'm going to credit those who really inspired me um, on social media. And I think social media is an incredible tool. I think it is a way for us to connect with others who are like-minded. And I think when it's used to its best potential, it is a tool for connection rather than division. Rather than making us feel isolated, it can make us feel isolated when we compare ourselves to others. But I think in its best form, the tarot is an opportunity. Uh, I'm sorry, Ed, the, the tarot is an opportunity to make us feel connected, uh, help us feel connected. But I think that social media is in its best form, a way for us to connect with others. So um, much gratitude to those who themselves out there every day and share their journeys on how they are um, how they are developing have moving through the path of personal growth and um, and sharing all of that the ups and downs so thank you so when I started first reading the tarot for myself um, I started to learn the cards and when I first saw the deck of 78 cards I said to myself oh my gosh how am I ever going to memorize 78 meanings but as I've been working with it over the last five years, it really is just about practice. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you've never picked up a tarot deck, but you're super interested and you'd like to learn more, I really encourage you as a first step, if you feel comfortable doing so, is going ahead and, and gifting yourself a tarot deck or asking someone you love to help you pick one out, or asking someone you trust to help um, help you decide which deck might be most, uh, m- might be friendliest for you to get started if you're not sure where to start. But I encourage you deeply to go ahead and get your own tarot deck and start playing with the cards and seeing how they feel for you and looking at the imagery. And of course, referring to a guidebook, if that feels comfortable and natural. Although I will say that um, while guidebooks are intended to support the reader, and they are many, many times crafted with the most incredible heartfelt love of the deck's creator um, and any contributors that are that are helping with the deck. And there are some incredible guidebooks out there really leaning into unexplored ways of reading the cards. Huge props. As an English major, I'm all about books. I will say that in addition to reading with uh, the guidebook at your hand, also begin to enjoy just getting a feel for the cards on your own and seeing how they feel in your hands and looking at the colors of the cards and the imagery, see what appeals to you, see what feels like an aversion to you and sit with those cards 
and and let them speak to you. Let them speak to you in a way that may be very different from somebody else's interpretation, may stray very far from what whatever guidebook you're referring to is offering. And I say, go with it, walk that path and see where it takes you because the tower, the tower, the tower, the tower is a card in the tarot. So as this is my first podcast and it is unscripted, I feel like I've got some <laughs> unconscious words coming up through, <laughs> through, um, as I talk off, off script here. So the tower is a card in the tarot, um, which is, uh, can be a signifier of profound and incredible change. Um, so let's talk about the tower card for just a minute. So the tower card is an opportunity to really reevaluate what is happening in your life, where you have come from, especially, and the ground that you are standing on now, and make a determination as to whether or not where you're standing now is a firm foundation for you. And if it is not a firm foundation for you, it's an opportunity to restructure entirely restructure. Gosh, where could we start? There's so many places in your life that could be restructured and including career, relationship, um, financial investments. And again, the tarot and where I come from as a reader, I am very, very clear my tarot readings are never to be used as a substitute for medical advice, financial advice, legal advice, and so forth. Most of all, not a substitute for your own intuition. If what I read resonates with you, fantastic. If it does not resonate, then for by all means, please let it go. Move on to something else um, within yourself or from a guide that speaks um, more succinctly for you. But uh, just coming back to the, the tower just briefly since it came up as a um, as some kind of a high priestess slip there. So the tower is an opportunity and I and I find that to restructure and, and reevaluate where you are, it is an invitation to understand that whatever may be happening externally as a crisis or chaos is a, uh, a profound um, initiation into a new way of being. And it's kind of like getting kicked out of the safety nest. So when the tower comes up for you, it may feel like, wow, um, okay, I guess I have no choice but to start from scratch. Could be a feeling like that where everything shifts and it must be rebuilt uh, because it has come tumbling down. So I find that, like, I find with the tarot, I find people are coming to the tarot more and more because they are, number one, curious about what's happening um, on a subconscious and unconscious level, to use uh, Carl Jung, some Carl Jung terms there, meaning that we may not understand fully what's going on, but we know there's something to it. And we just want to have a better understanding so that we can have more agency in our lives, more ability to move through this world with self-awareness and have a hand in our destiny, have a hand in our fate, if you will. 
and in the choices that we make so that we make conscious choices rather than acting from places that are unconscious um, or subconscious. Excuse me, just taking a sip of water here. And so I find that the tarot is a great the tarot is a great way to be able to access those tools for ourselves. And I also find that people come to the tarot, they look for guidance through the tarot when they are going through a profound shift in their lives. Um, Sometimes people pick up the tarot because they have downtime and everything's going smoothly and they really want to understand a little bit better about this, this very interesting and, and old system of divination. And it's more like, wow, I've got some time on my hands. Let me look into this interesting field of study that I haven't had a chance to. Sure, that happens. But I also find that maybe more often, and I don't know, I haven't done a, a, a Gallup poll, so I don't know, but I'm going to just go ahead and say, I think people come to the tarot when they really are hungry for guidance because something is shifting in their lives. And they really want to understand better what's happening. And they want to be able to take more control of their lives. So let's take a brief look at the card that inspired this first episode. We are coming up to December 21st. It's almost December 21st, 2019. And that is the winter solstice. And for a long time, the winter solstice for me has been a time to get very, very introspective. It is technically, or I should say in some ways symbolically, um, the shortest day of the year. It is the longest night of the year, of the calendar year. And it is a time where we are moving from one step at a time moving into darkness as we get closer to the winter solstice, December 21st, each day after June 21st, which is the summer solstice. Every day after June 21st, we start to, um, the nights become longer and the days become shorter. And then we get to this, this shift on December 21st, where for the last six months, as the days have become shorter, we are now moving into a period after December 21st where the days become longer. And a card that really calls to me during this time of year is the Hermit, the Hermit card. The Hermit is depicted in the Rider Waite as a solitary figure standing atop what might look like a mountain of sorts. Um, in many ways, I feel as a Capricorn, I'm a Capricorn <laughs> in the Zodiac calendar, I'm a Capricorn. It feels like a Capricorn to me. It feels like a goat, a solitary goat on the top of a mountain. So maybe that's why I, I love to um, look at the, the hermit as a card that I identify with very strongly. Um, especially in the winter months, I go internal. I go quiet. I become much less outward. Uh, I feel that I, I read once and I saw once somebody brilliantly describe themselves as an introvert behaving 
as an extrovert. I think that's how they termed it. And I feel that's me. I feel like I am an introvert behaving as as an extrovert much of the time. (laughs) And so the hermit card for me speaks very powerfully because it is this opportunity to welcome the solitary experience, to go within and to listen to the inner voice. And the hermit in the tarot is one of the most profound invitations as a major arcana card, as there are only 22 major arcana and the rest are minors, as a profound invitation and a signifier of a celebration of that which is of solitary nature. And for me, the wintertime is solitary. I find myself digging into creative endeavors that I didn't have the, I, I shouldn't say I didn't have the time during other times of the year. I didn't make the time. Okay, let's be honest. I didn't make the time to delve into these creative endeavors or these passionate endeavors that are that require quiet introspection, that require work, that require the hours that are necessary to develop mastery and success. And while I mourn in the wintertime, I mourn the warmer weather, I mourn the longer days, I mourn the comfort of being able to go outside and on a beautiful um, summer day where the weather is just right, the temperature is just right, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, being able to just feel the air on your skin and not worry about having to come inside because it's too too cold outside, right? Um, my fingers are getting cold. My nose is getting cold. I got to hurry up and get inside. No, it's a time to be outside. It's a time to be in nature. And nature is right in your face in the summer. It's inviting you. It's like this um, cornucopia of sensory explosion. But then in the wintertime, things die and they go internal, they go subterranean, if you will. And the hermit is, I feel, this stamp of approval in the wintertime to be able to go inside and listen quietly and develop those projects that you've been planning all year or thinking about all year, but you just didn't carve the time out for them. And so why not use this time? It's natural. And it's a way of working with the seasons as well. It's a way of going with the flow, as they say. So taking a look at the hermit card. So the hermit in the Rider Waite card is uh, the colors of the card are sort of a grayish blue, a soft, quiet, um, almost um, ephemeral, if you will, experience in that the, the idea of, of the solitary is, of course, we understand that it can't be constant. In other words, you know, on a very primal level, our urge is to 
link up. Our urge is to be with others as a very primal instinct because back in the day when we were living in caves and our very lives depended on the pack being with the tribe, if you were cast out of the cave, there wasn't much chance of survival. So we needed we needed others. We needed other in order to survive. And that's a very, I still to this day, a primal instinct that comes up. And so when I say the idea of the hermit is ephemeral, it's that it is this element within ourselves that goes above and beyond in a very mysterious and changeable way that we are permitted to to live and exist in the abundance that solitude brings. Because when we get quiet, when we take a time out, when we pause, we can listen. We can stop the noise. We can stop the action. We can stop the interaction long enough so that we can hear what is coming through. And so meditation is a very valuable tool in that we are able to sit with that which arises without any other interference, without the noise or the influx of the external, except, of course, our thoughts, except, of course, that which arises within ourselves. But that which arises within ourselves carries a tremendous container of knowledge, can, can, uh, and a library of wisdom lives within us. And so in the Rider Waite card, the hermit is a solitary figure, and he or she, but in the Rider Waite, it is depicted looking more like a masculine figure, a wizened, mature, masculine, fi- masculine fig- figure, holding a lantern holding a source of light up, <laughs> up. Now the light is being held up, right? So if you look at the Rider weight card, you will see that the lantern is at the level of the higher chakras in the system. I'm using an Eastern philosophy here of the, the chakras. If you're not familiar with the chakras, I can put that in the liner notes for you and you can see um, what the, the Eastern philosophy of the chakras is. It is an energy system within the body. And there are seven chakras, according to many different systems. There are many different chakras in the body. However, in the system that I'm referring to, there are seven known, well-known, well-referred to chakras. And the lantern is being held up in the higher chakras, in the higher realm of the chakras. So uh, even above the throat chakra, which is our wisdom center, moving more into the realm of the, of the God source, of the spirit source chakra, the seventh chakra. And the light in that, in the deck is being held in, in the representation of the card in the deck is being held there in that realm of spiritual understanding, of knowing, a knowing that is so connected to source, connected to that which is not just base instinct, 
but that is coming from a place of wisdom. And that is the hermit card. The hermit card is an invitation to tap into the wisdom of the highest knowing without the noise, without the external influence that can so easily rattle us, shake us. You know, we have this idea in our in our hearts or in our minds, say, and we we're really into it. We really believe it. We really know it to be true. But then we go ahead and, you know, mention it to someone and that person has a different understanding of what we might be seeing or understanding. And then their two cents comes in. And that, depending on our level of security and our knowing, can shift us into more of what they are offering versus what we are knowing to be true. So this episode, just as a starter and an invitation into how we may walk through the understanding of the tarot together, is an invitation to look at the hermit card and celebrate during this winter solstice time the idea of going inside, going internal, going quiet. You know, that idea of waking up to a snowy blanket, right? Being able to open the door and see that it has snowed overnight, right? And that first glimpse of quiet snow on the ground and how quiet everything is when there is that insulation, when there is that covering and that incredible peace that comes with quietness. And that is the invitation of the hermit card walking into that place of quiet solitude. So as we step into the winter solstice this year, I will be thinking of everybody out there listening to this episode and of course beyond because I feel that the solstice is a collective experience whether or not you recognize the solstice as a special holiday in some cultures and some religions in some spiritual centers there is a special focus on December 21st as a very important crossover and so if the if you are of that ilk celebrating the winter solstice from, from a deeply spiritual place i will be thinking of you especially and i will be inviting all of us to spend some time alone, to spend some time in solitude, to carve out a time during this extremely busy holiday season where there seems to be a lot to do, right? Um, In this particular culture, there's a lot of pressure, if you will, to go out and do and buy, and it can feel very, very unnatural to be so active during this quiet winter experience, and yet here it is, right? But again, remembering that the solstice is is the a celebration of light, of bringing light to the darkest time of the year. Hence, you see houses with lights all over them. That comes from the custom of bringing light 
into the darkest time of the year, lighting up the the tree, right? Now it's the Christmas tree in, in many cultures, but lighting up the tree, lighting up the evergreen, celebrating the tree that stays green all year long and paying homage to that with light. So I invite you during this quiet, dark time to think about that which is evergreen within yourself, the wisdom within yourself, the light that never goes out. And share. I'll be on Instagram sharing what I'm doing this holiday season. Uh, You can find me at Urban Siren Creative on Instagram and on Facebook. And let's see, how are we celebrating the season? And thank you again for joining me for this very first episode of Urban Siren and for exploring um, really by accident a couple of the other cards in the deck. (laughs) as they came out uh, somehow of a stream of consciousness. But thank you for celebrating the hermit with me. And you will also see a special offering on Instagram as well. Um, And I'm going to try to get this into my Etsy shop ASAP, a hermit pendant, uh, a lantern pendant for you to wear during this season. (laughs) at any time. And let it be a reminder, if you like, uh, of the the gift of our inner wisdom, of our inner solitude, and the, uh, the knowing that we carry such a bright light within us all throughout the year. Thank you so much for joining this episode. I hope you'll turn in, tune in for more. And may you have a blessed winter solstice and enjoy the time Enjoy the time of quiet solitude, and may you find peace and joy within. Much love to you. Thank you for being here. 